What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Three Got Game. I am your host, Matt, and I am here with a good friend of mine and co-host. G, how are you doing tonight? Man, the Celtics made the finals, bro. We are good. Are you kidding me? It is going to be electric, and I cannot wait for it. I agree. I agree. It's been a long journey, but I don't think I've been this excited for finals since 2010 when the last time Celtics made it. Oh, for sure. But I'm doing well. It's rainy outside, but nothing can keep keep me smiling with the Celtics in the finals. I hear that, man. But um, before we jump into the NBA, uh, big news happened in the NFL this past week. Uh, Akeem Hicks, former defensive tackles for the Bears, signed a one-year, $10 million deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course he did. (laughs) Yeah, uh, putting him at that stacked front line next to Vita Vea and uh, Shaq Barrett. But, um, But yeah, that front seven still looks very, very good. But, oh, gee, your thoughts on it? Um, My thoughts are, I'm wondering if this signals that they won't bring back the Dominican Zoo. Probably not, not. Yeah, Probably I'm not. guessing not. But if they did bring him back, my God, that rotation would be filthy. Oh, I know. I mean, they would. you could have a rotation of Vita Vey, Akeem Hicks, um, Sue, and Golston in that D-line. Somebody's just always being fresh. You yeah, know. they have another good guy too. Yeah, uh, Nunez Roches. Yeah, Nunez Roches. Yeah, bro, like the five guys that are just you know really really good. Like that defensive line is probably it's arguably the best in the NFL. I mean, especially if they get Sue. But I think this probably tells me they won't bring him back. Yeah, I saw he visited with the Raiders today, but you know it's uh it's a hell of a signing. I mean, I've seen that dude in another division for years. He can play. I mean, he's still really good. So. Good for Tampa, yeah. bad for the Packers. <laughs> I know, yeah, but um, I wouldn't say it's the best defensive line just because I don't trust a uh, couple of their edge rushers with Pierre Paul gone. Uh, Tyron, why I think he has potential, he's still got lots of poop. Well, I'm, I'm at um, like when I talk about, I just meant like the meat of the D line, like you know, oh, not, the in- interior part, yeah, yeah, yeah the, basically, yeah, the yeah. D tackle, basically, yeah, you know, you're yeah, D tackling okay, your yeah, two Ds, you know, like you I know, mean, what I mean, Vita can take up one. Yeah. Two uh, deep tackle spots. Yeah, he's gonna free up. He's yeah. gonna free things up for Hicks so easily. I um, mean, just kind of like how it was for Sue. So I, I think like it's a solid trade off if they give it to Sue. Yeah, I, I, you can argue. I mean, it's pretty much an even standstill. Maybe arguably an upgrade. Yeah, maybe an upgrade. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, Tampa Bay definitely got better acquiring him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they'll be in the mix with uh, Green Bay. And depending on, I mean, do you see the Aaron Donald uh, news? Uh, I'm going to say this. I don't think he's going to retire. And also, don't be surprised if Sue goes back to the Rams. Now he's on the free agent market. You know, just, uh, I just, it's going to be, I know it sounds a little off there. But, you know, getting there with Donald again, how it freed him up on one-on-ones. I could feel like that could be enticing for him. Plus, they lost Von Miller. I know he don't, they don't play the same position. But they could always use another guy to oh, yeah, help like supplement. Definitely more adept at the tackle yeah. spot. So yeah, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens the rest of his soft season. Oh, for sure. But um, moving on to what we're waiting to talk about. The- also, Matt, real quick, man. Um, just a shout out. I mean, the news on Marion Barber today. 
super tragic. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's yeah, sad. Sad. Thirty news. years old. You know, I don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know what, much about what happened, but you know, condolences go to his family, his loved ones. You know, you never want to see things like this happen in the NFL. But you know, it is where it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's an unfortunate situation. It's prayers to his family, his loved ones. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, they can recover from this. It's definitely sad. Uh, sad news to hear about for sure. But moving on to the NBA, uh, we will be talking about the conference finals, beginning with our Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. I mean, what a journey it's been for us, Gigi. I mean, 12 years, so many ups and downs. They can't make it easy, man. They just can't. can't. they, They just can't make it easy for us. I mean, good Lord. Like... You know the last time that the Celtics game was, I feel like, was easy for me to watch? When we won in 08, game six. Remember, it was just a complete blowout, like, from the beginning. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Like, that was just, like, can we just have one of those, you know what I mean? Instead of something so gut-wrenching. But what a what a series. First off, I got to give a shout to Jimmy Butler. Dude is a freaking stud. I don't think he gets enough love because he doesn't put up those eye-popping numbers in the regular season. But the dude is... An playoff time, though. Yeah, that dude's, a, that dude's a superstar. I don't want to hear anybody say anything different. I mean, he just finds a way to get things done, depleted, injured, put the team on his back, and he pushed us to seven games with some unreal performances, especially that game six in Boston. Oh, my God. An absolute master class. I thought it was over after that. Uh, I really thought both, it was bro. over. I was <laughs> like, Jimmy G really just – did a LeBron in 2012 and his about Jimmy to Butler, out. not Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy G ain't doing all that. Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Jimmy Favorite, Butler. Favorite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, him carry a team. Yeah, that's a good one. Jimmy Butler, yeah. <laughs> he, I thought he was going to pull LeBron and just close it out, but thank God he didn't. And then game seven, bro. Like, we were comfortably yeah. leading till and the last all two sudden, minutes. Yeah, all like, of I a thought, sudden. I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, is this going to happen again? Like, <laughs> 13 points up with like three minutes to go. I'm just like, you're thinking it's done. Yeah, I know. I'm like, like I didn't I'm like, like clapping. I didn't, my feet I didn't on say, it. you notice I didn't say anything in the chat because I was like, you know, I'm like, just something. I was like, I can't say it because I don't want to jinx anything. You know how I am. I'm pretty much undefeated when it comes to jinxing. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't say a word, but I'm just watching it. And when Jimmy Butler's shot went up in transition, I was petrified, bro. I thought that was going in. Honestly, I was like, that, that's, that's about to happen. Thank God. I thought, I thought the thing is, I mean, obviously he's made some ridiculous shots the yeah. last two games, especially, but I thought he rushed it a little bit. I, like think he, yeah. I think, and I think part of it is, and I know like a lot of people are debating whether or not it was a good shot or not. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of get his point of view because he's played all 48 minutes. He's gassed. I don't think he wants us to go to overtime. Like, he wants to win. And you know what? That's where I with, thought, too. Yeah, with Miami, though, like, you you got to either win the game in his hands or lose the game in his hands because he's yeah. your best player. Yeah. Like, it's got to come down to him and nobody else. So, I, I think, think it was, that, yeah. So I no. think they were comfortable, like, letting him take that shot. Like, you know what? We're going to live and die by Jimmy Butler because he carried us this point. So, 100%. whether he makes it or not. Like we'll live with it. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. I mean, I, 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 I echo your sentiments. I think it was just a matter of not just him being tired. I mean, exhausted. You mentioned it. he played all forty eight minutes, didn't sit. The team's banged up. They're injured. You know what I mean? They're tired. 
I think he wanted to end it now. And plus, I think with the momentum, too, of clawing your way back, if he hits that shot, I don't know we win the game. I mean, that would be such a momentum killer to be up 13 with three to go, and then all of a sudden Miami hits a shot with like under 30 seconds left to be go up by one. Oof, yeah. man, I'm not even sure how we come back from that, honestly. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it would be a hard drop. Like, I'm, yeah. I think everybody would just be stunned. Hundred percent. Like they, they, yeah. their mind just wouldn't be in it at that point because yeah, I could, they I thought could they, they probably all thought they had it. Like three yeah. minutes ago, they're up their team. It's like, oh, we're going to the finals. Like, I, just gotta, I just gotta imagine, contain ourselves. Yeah, and, I can imagine Udoka calling a timeout if he gets that shot, and just all the guys thinking, I can't believe we're trailing right now. Like, just not even being like that laser focused because they're just like, what the heck just happened? So thank God he didn't hit it. Marcus Smart hit some big free throws, and we were able to just. Yeah, well, Marcus Smart almost blew it for us. Oh my God, taking these ill-advised threes, and then, and then that stupid layup that was so contested, which understand. So yeah, he better have made those free throws, or yeah, there would be a riot on him (laughs) at this point. So because you saw what happened against uh, Mm -hmm. Milwaukee in what was it, Game Five? Yeah, Game Five. Yeah, when he when he single-handedly blew that game. I mean, turning the ball over twice, and then the free throw line and everything, and then you know it was just, it was it was a train yeah. wreck. Yeah. That hopefully so luckily, somebody tells him not to do that in the finals. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and obviously, like we've been talking about the Heat, but we gotta give some shots to Celtics, and For the sure. guy that I want to give the biggest shout out, I think to, I know, especially the last three games, Derek White. Yeah, I think he's just been unreal. Like he's been. Distributing ball extremely well. He shot the ball a lot better. And, of course, on the defensive end, like, he was a monster. What like, an acquisition, with Marcus, dude. Like, without, with Marcus Smart being a little gimpy these past couple games, like, he needed to step up and he delivered. Big boy, bro. My God. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I critique Brad Stevens for making that Derek White trade. I thought. Yeah, I was thinking, what a, the heck is he doing? Yeah, like I was thinking, like that first round, they're like, "What, what are you doing? Like, you trade away a solid role player in Josh Richardson, and then a first round pick to get Derek White, who like hasn't really <laughs> proven himself like in the big moments, but you know, what? clearly Brad knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, he he delivered in the big moments when he needed it the most, and we're gonna need him probably even more in the finals with all the all the guard play the Warriors have." For sure. For sure. All right. And then, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about the Celtics? Like- yeah, bro. Um, You know, you shout out Derek White. I also want to give a shout out to Al Horford and his veteran presence. And there were some games in this series where he was, we don't win without him. You know, Absolutely not. Yeah, we don't win without him. I mean, 36 years old. I, I didn't think he would have this big of an impact on us in the series, but he had some huge games and some huge clutch moments where he like either kept us in the game or basically won it for us. So I got to give a shout to him. I mean, I know these numbers don't look flashy, but I mean, didn't he? I'm pretty sure, you know, between yeah, the he had like 50, he had like 12 to 15 rebounds or something like a that. Lot, like dude. the last two games, like he had a lot of yeah. rebounds and a bunch of big time blocks yeah. at the rim too. Yeah. I mean, dude was just killing it. You know, like I said, the stats weren't like all sexy, but just how he played and he, he just gave us what we needed, you know. He just knew his role. Like yeah. he just knew 
Like, yeah. what exactly he needs to do to give guys like Tatum Brown good shots? Yes, and uh, and do whatever it takes on defensive end to to stop the opposing player from scoring. Like whether it's yeah. playing perimeter defense, which in my opinion he's still one of the best at defending the perimeter at his position. <laughs> Him and Draymond Green, I I would say, but no, I hear you, man. I but mean, yeah, I mean, what a trade that was! Tremendous. Kemba Walker for Al Horford when. Everybody thought Al Horford was washed. Yeah, who Tremont. knew he would he would make that big of an impact? Not just this series, just the entire season. And yeah, and how I mean, big you saw the a... Buck, you saw the Bucks series? The dude was dropping like thirty points, giving us on Giannis re- on Giannis, giving us rebounds and defense. I mean, he's been amazing this entire run. So I I wanted to make sure I gave him some love. Obviously, the two Jays, Jason and Jalen, we know what they bring to the table, but. Those other guys that aren't gonna get us hyped up as much, man. Yeah, you know, they need they need to they need get their, their, they they need need to love. get their flowers, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and uh, and I do want to, as a, I guess uh, what people like to call me an asshole, Boston sports fan. I do want to point out this century, all Boston sports teams have made nineteen finals appearances, including the Celtics one. This is a nineteen finals appearance we've had this century. And compared to what New York has, and New York has the Yankees, the Mets, the Jets, Giants, Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, they only have just 10 appearances this century with two times more teams as us and a bigger market. But yet, they just don't know how to win. You got to run a, You got to run a good, good organization, man. A lot of those organizations you mentioned, man, they're not really well run. So nah, if you, you know. look at, uh, yeah, especially their ownership, like, Hasn't been too great. So, oh, for sure. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And, yes, I do sound like a actual Boston sports fan, but I had to get it off my chest. Yeah. But moving on to the other <laughs> conference finals, we have the Warriors and Mavericks. Uh, the Warriors have taken this series 4-1. to one. Uh, I did predict the Warriors would win in five. I, I even told you I wouldn't be surprised if it was in four, but obviously Mavericks took one uh, – Game four at home, but it just seems so obvious. The Mavericks were just outmatched, like from top to bottom. Like the Mavericks were, or the Warriors were just a far more superior team. It, it was just obvious to begin which, with. Which didn't surprise us, you know. You know yeah. I don't think it surprised anybody, neither either of us. I mean, would you have them? You had them in five, right? Five, yep. I had Warriors. In I, five. I, 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 want, I said six out of respect for Luca, I think, but I said I felt five was a good number, but I said I'll give him six because Luca's been balling. But, you know, it's just overmatched. I think Dallas overachieved as well. They sure, I don't think anybody expected him to be Phoenix, really. Um, and championship experience matters. I mean, you just saw. Um, it seemed like the role players in Dallas, you know, they went cold at the worst possible times. Luca wasn't as efficient on a couple of games. You know, I know he had a couple of 40 pieces, but there were some games where he wasn't that efficient. Nope. Um, and the thing is, the Warriors have a lot of guys who can score the ball. You have Steph, you have Clay, you have Jordan Poole, you have um, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. I mean, you got four and guys. Kevon Looney. And, like- yeah. Yeah, and he's been getting a lot of offensive rebounds. Yeah, and you got but those four guys, you know, between Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Poole, on any given on any given night can give you twenty plus. Any given night, so you got four scores capable of giving you twenty plus points. Dallas, you really didn't have anybody 
after Luka that you could consistently count on. Maybe Brunson, but like as a consistent, consistent option, it just wasn't there wasn't a lot of firepower. Even if you include Brunson there, I mean they have those four guys, and you mentioned Looney. I mean they have Draymond doing do uh, you know this Army Swiss knife that knife that he is. It's got a lot of firepower. It just was too much, honestly, for Dallas to overcome. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you see the dunk uh, Wiggins had on Luca? Did oh I? my god, that Good was Lord have mercy, man. That was probably the dunk of the dunk of the, the playoffs so far. Yeah, I said dunk of the year, even too, man. For even just the playoffs. Uh, I think god. I think Ja had the dunk of the year. Um, I can't remember who it was on, but like it was some seven foot inches. Completely yeah, yeah. Tomahawk. I thought that was a dunk. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's a close that's a close secondary. It's definitely yeah. up there for sure. But yeah. um that's like that brought me flashbacks to uh oh seven Warriors and Mavericks again. Baron Davis on uh, Karolinko. Oh no, that was uh Utah, Utah. Oh Utah, Utah, my bad, yeah. Utah. Yeah. But it was a warrior and again then and a warrior now. Yeah, that was insane. But um but yeah, the Warriors are back. I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, it's been a two-year hiatus. Uh, Clay was out for the last two years. Came back. Uh, I mean, he might have lost a step or two, but he still got that, got that shooting sh- shooting touch. Like he mm-hmm. he looked great for a couple of those games, including the games he scored at least thirty points. Like he oh, looks sure. like he still has a stroke. Oh, and other news, uh, looks like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers won the match. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just ended. <laughs> yeah, it was a last putt. I think Rodgers just hit it to win it. They won by a stroke. So, yeah. That, you know, throwing that out there because it's on. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But, yeah. um, but, yeah, what do you think of the Warriors going back to the finals after two years? Maybe – I mean, they counted the dynasty out, man. And even I had my doubts. You know, I thought, you know, Clay being injured for that long wasn't going to be himself. And he's he's not completely himself. But, you know, I definitely underestimated the impact guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins can have on the team. Steph is still Steph. Draymond still does what he does. Clay is still a threat. Um, they have a very deep, versatile team. I also think just like any playoffs in any sport, they had some good fortune too. You know, um, they played an underman injury Denver, Denver team, and then they drew um, the Memphis Grizzlies where Dylan Brooks got suspended in the game, basically two, and John Morant was out for at least half the series. And he got Dallas instead of Phoenix, which I think Phoenix would give her a tougher matchup. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, not to take away from the Warriors, it's incredible what they're doing, but I feel like, the playoffs is for any sport is really about attrition. You need a little bit of injury luck and just some good fortune going your way. And they got some, but it's an absolute testament to their culture that they were able to get back to this mountaintop, the summit. You know, after having, yeah. after and we all off. and we all count them out. Like we I thought, this was. I thought, of, yeah. I thought when KD left, it was the end of a dynasty. Like yeah. Warriors will still <laughs> be contending, but. They won't win the Western Conference. Like, I yeah. think they would ever do that again. But yeah. here I mean, we are. But they're here. They've proven a lot of people wrong. And they're, you know, one series away from showing everybody, hey, Dynasty's still alive and well. I think that 
their experience and their comfortableness in this kind of stage is going to prove dividends for them in this series. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a heck of a battle. But, man, those Warriors, man, I, I mean, there's not much you can say, man. You just got to tip your cap to what they're doing, the players, Steve Kerr and those coaches, the organization. It's been incredible, man. Oh, most definitely. And uh, and the one thing I like about this final, especially the last two finals, <clears throat> it was it, it was four teams that built their team through the draft. Yeah. And then pull LeBron James or Kevin Durant and create super teams. Yeah. Like it's four teams that that built their team from from the scratch, like drafted very well, signed some free agents that were effective, but yeah. didn't do I mean, anything to create super teams. So Yeah, I mean you look at it. I mean Milwaukee, it was really Drew Holiday was their key addition. Yeah, um, that they got through a big like they, they gave up a lot of assets to get him. So yeah. And then, and then you had um, Phoenix. Phoenix getting Chris Paul. Most of the other players are homegrown as well. Yeah, you know. And now you have us and Golden State, basically homegrown players. I love it, man. It's great. You know, I want I want the league and people to see like, hey, you could still win, building to the draft and drafting and developing players. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this whole stupid super team era is over. But I, don't I think mean, so <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a little bit upset by it too because you know the Packers could be looking be like, look. We can still draft and develop in the NFL. Like, no, go get free agents, guys. It's not for football, basketball. We're talking basketball. But I I don't think the Super Team area is going to end anytime soon, though, bro, even with this. So uh, don't hold your breath. Uh, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, we're going to move on to the NBA Finals. Oh, man. Like, I'm so excited about it. Like, I, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Like, this is the first time I've been in for Finals since – 2010 it's gonna and be incredible i am so excited about it um obviously you know me being a celtics fan i don't want to make predictions because i feel like <laughs> i jinx myself saying that i'll do it <laughs> but um tell me what you think about the series though what do you but think yeah like? let me yeah so i think in order for the celtics to play well or like have a chance to win this series i think one of the big things they have to do is uh is make Steph work on defense, like be physical mm-hmm. with him, and uh, and yeah, I think they're gonna run. They're gonna have to run a lot of screens for Steph, like make sure he's involved every single time. And then on the offensive end too, like when Steph is on offense, like you got press up on him, like whether you're Marcus Smart, Derek White. Uh, I think Pritchard's mm-hmm. gonna play more this series because he's yeah. one of those guys that can play ninety four feet. So I think they're gonna have to be very physical on the defensive end and and make them work for every shot. And, I mean, it's going to be tough tough shutting them down because they're the Warriors. They're going to make their shots. And whether it's Poole, Thompson, Curry, like a couple of those guys are going to have 20, 30-point nights just because they're they're that good. But I yeah. think, think the best way to limit them is, like, make their – like, be physical on them and, and, yeah, contest every shot they take. And then – also, as well, uh, you cannot let Looney get offensive rebounds. That's how he killed the Mavericks last series. Agreed. Looney was getting a lot of offensive rebounds, giving them second chances. So I think guys like Al Horford, Rob Williams, Grant, like whoever's I, guarding Goon- Looney, like I make sure think, he stays off the offensive boards. Go ahead. I, also, I also think that with Looney, it's a great point. 
But also, Dallas played small, and I think he took advantage of that. They didn't have guys who could be physical. Not yeah, saying, they, they didn't have any yeah. real centers. Like, yeah. Kleber, Kleber was their center, and he's yeah, not a real he's center. Not, yeah, we got, you know, we got guys, Grant, both Williams, Robin, uh, Rob, Grant, Horford. Yeah. Those guys are bangers in the paint. They'll put a body on you. Now, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, easy. They need to, you know, give him the attention he deserves. But I just think we're more well-equipped to deal with guys like Looney on the offensive glass because we have the horses, so to speak. But I'll tell you, I um, I definitely agree with your points. I also think turnovers are going to be key for us, uh, limiting turnovers for either team. I think the team that, you know, doesn't turn the ball over as much, much takes care of the ball is going to be the team that typically is going to win the series. Um, we are a really good defensive team. And, you know, we highlighted the Warriors' great scores that they have on the team, you know, previously a little bit ago. But the Celtics have some great wing defenders as well. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Jalen Brown is an elite defender. Jason Tatum is a very good defender. We have bodies we can throw on these guys. And, you know, we have a good system, so we have to be committed to the defensive end. And I think we will. I think Udoka is going to have these guys ready to play defense and scrap and hustle and just grind out games. And then, you know, it's going to be up to Jason and Jalen to just be consistent, get going, while we provide the toughness and the physicality that we have. I like I like our chances because of our matchups. I think we match up really well. I think we have the bigs to win on the boards. We have perimeter and wing defenders that we can, I don't want to say stop, but we can make life difficult on Steph, on Clay, on Poole, on Wiggins. And we got to make Steph and Poole work on defense. They're not really great defenders. Clay's also lost a step a bit. He's still good, not great. Make them work yeah. on defense. Yeah, I think they got to go hunching for Steph and Poole, especially because 100%. they're both, like, especially Poole, like, he cannot defend. Not a good defender. So, and my prediction. But here. I'm, I'm going Celtics and six. Celtics and six. Okay. I am. I just, I like our chances. Um, I just think, like I said, we match up really well. And I think we're going to be able to exploit their weaknesses a little bit more than they'll be able to exploit ours. And I think that Marcus Smart defensively is going to be a huge key on Steph Curry this series. And I think that he's going to make it difficult enough that he's not going to be comfortable and be able to do stuff-like things. And that's going to be the turning table for us to win the series. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I think uh, the rest that we had between uh, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals and Game 1 of the Finals is huge, especially for... Absolutely guys like Rob Williams and Marcus Smart to be able to recover. Sounds like Marcus Smart is either 100% really close to that. But with Rob Williams, it's huge because not only they get that four days of rest between the two games, but in between the finals games, game one, game two, and game three, like there's three days in between each of those games. So that gives Rob Williams plenty of time to recover and recoup. And and, um, to be honest, I don't think – I think this is going to be a series that will consist more of Grant and uh, Derek White like playing 30-plus yeah. minutes just because they can defend the Premier extremely well. And 
they yeah. can spread the floor too. And obviously, like you, you want Rob there like at least 20, 25 minutes because he's a great rim protector. Yeah. But this series, I think it's going to be more about Derek White, especially and uh, Grant Williams. No, that makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it should be an exciting series. It's going to uh, be great. It's going to be a great finals. Yeah, it's been a long journey for us, Chief. So many ups and downs. And we're back. Ugh, yeah, I know. We're finally well, back in the finals. We, we got to the conference finals so many years, and we finally got over the hump. Finally, finally. did it. Those last three conference finals games were heartbreaking, especially mm-hmm. the last one where I we kept losing every 10-point lead in the third quarter. But, mm-hmm. but we did it. We're back in it. But, yes, um, but before we head out, uh, let's, uh, let's make some hockey predictions. Uh, we'll uh, start off with the Eastern Conference Finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Rangers. So Rangers won game one at home, 6-2. Uh, Love it. But, but I believe Tampa Bay is going to win in five. Like, I think they're that much better than the Rangers. I just think, I just think that too many days of rest for them, like, kind of – like they lost, uh, they're a little rusty. Like, like it just didn't seem like they they were right out on the ice. But, but I think by game two, like they're gonna recoup and they're gonna be back to their old ways that that helped them win uh, the last two championships. So, Tampa in five or six. That's what I think. What do you think? Um, I do like the Rangers and be my bias showing. Um, but I also think three-peating in hockey or any sport is very difficult to do. Um, I know they had rest, but, you know, could be, you know, running a little bit on fumes, I want to say. I don't want to, you know, I just think that being able to be that successful that consistently in consecutive years, it's – there's a reason why – only one other team, I think, in hockey history has ever done that. And there's a reason why it doesn't happen across all sports. Like basketball, we haven't had it since Kobe and Shaq. Um, no, nah, just uh, Kobe. Kobe and Powell. No, oh, no, no. no, no, uh, no Miami, they, Miami. No. They oh, never you mean 3P? You mean 3P? Three 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 never, never yeah, mind. They, I thought never, you meant like back-to-back. No, no, no. no, 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 no they never 3 Yeah, I'm talking about 3P. Yeah, yeah. So, Kobe and Shaq, that was the last yeah, one. Yeah, and even and then, before that, it was Michael and then – yeah. So you had some generational talent. Football's yeah. never happened. You know, it's hard nope. enough to it's hard to repeat, let alone three peat in the NFL. Yeah, last time uh, it happened is the Patriots. Patriots oh three oh four one. Or yeah, yeah. Oh three oh four, yeah. Oh three oh four, yep. Shit, I know your team better than you do. <laughs> but <laughs> I knew it was in the early two thousands. I yeah. did not know why I was just I was thinking nah, of their yeah. first Super Bowls. I don't know why, but No, nah, you're good, don't worry. <laughs> but I'm gonna go Rangers in seven. And I think the war of attrition is gonna kick in. And I think they'll be able to prevail. I think the Lightning team is very special. But like I said, I think at this point, being that successful successful consistently, you start to run on fumes a little bit. I'm a little surprised that they were thoroughly beaten game one. I'm assuming they'll bounce back game two. But I think the Rangers are going to take this in seven and get to the finals, baby. I hope not. I really hope not. I can't stand them. But uh, the other game, the – Edmonton Oilers and Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Avalanche have a 1-0 lead on the Oilers. Uh, I think this is going to be a close series. Um, I'm going to say Avalanche in seven. They have home field advantage. And I think if it goes to game seven, I think Colorado is very good at home. 
So I'm going to stick with them in seven. I'm changing it up on you. I got Avalanche in five. Avalanche in five, okay. I think they're going to make quick work of the Oilers. No disrespect. I just like what I've been seeing from Colorado in the playoffs. Oilers, too. They've been great. But I like. I think this is their year. Like, completely. I think the Avalanche are going to take it all this year, honestly. So, I'm going to go Avalanche in five. I think they're going to win game two. The Warriors will split. I mean, the Warriors. Oilers will split in Edmonton, and then Avalanche will close it out in home ice. I mean, I hope. I mean, I hope you're right about the Oilers winning. I mean, as long as it's anybody but the Rangers, I'll be happy and celebrating. <laughs> well, we'll see, though, right? All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on any streaming service: Spotify, Google, Apple. You name it, we're on it. At Three Got Game. Our Instagram handle at Three Got Game. Please like, follow, comment. And And subscribe. And subscribe. Thank you, Matt. So we will see you guys next time. And let's go Celtics, baby. Let's go Celtics. Have a good one, everybody. Take care.